we thank God for Jesus. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your keeping power. Thank you for the blessings from on high through our Lord Jesus. And thank you for the word of God. As we come tonight, Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands and ask that, O God, you would have a free course to our house to teach us the things we ought to know. Therefore, we pray that the unction of your word will have a course to us. In the name of Jesus, thank you for hearing us because of your goodness. Amen. <clears throat> I am. I have been thinking about the tremendous visitation of God last week and the effect that it had personally on me and I'm trying to figure out how many of us equally are still in that blessing and what are some of the things we intend to do with some of the things that I believe individually we probably may have heard directly from the Lord concerning the time in his presence from Monday all the way to Friday. Praise the Lord. You know, God is always speaking. God is always speaking. But whoever will be hearing and to take action will be the blessed man. Praise the Lord. And so it's good to reflect some on some of the things that we may have heard from the Lord for our lives. And so what we are going to be studying tonight, <coughs> excuse me, and to pray about is as simple as, guys, can we try to do something about it? It's as simple as, thank you, it's as simple as when God sends his word to a man. When God sends his word to a man, what is expected of that man to do with what he has heard and directly so knows very well that this is what the Lord is saying to me. In the course of last week, I observed that 
there were a lot of prophetic words spoken to us as a church and to many individual ones, I believe, because there are few things that I personally heard for myself. And immediately, I wanted not to be like someone who has heard it and let it be like I heard it and it came to pass. In the sense of nothing. It's very important. Because I remember one time, Bishop Adi was here and he said something. It's that stayed with me. He said, it is this same things that we are hearing that God will use to judge us. And um, from that time, as much as I knew what he said, it rekindled my heart to note that if God does not love a person or an individual, he will not send him his word and expect that the individual would do something about what he has heard. And so tonight, this, this short time that we have, I would like for us to seriously consider when God sends his word, what do we do with it? Do we take it as one of those and let us slip? Let's quickly have a look at something that happened to David when David had taught he had covered it so nicely um, and when God sent his word to him and what he did about it praise the Lord in 2nd Samuel chapter 12 I read from verse 1 when God sends his word to a man then the Lord sent Nathan to David and he came to him and said to him there were two men in one city one rich and the other poor the rich man had exceedingly many flocks and heads but the poor man had Nothing except one little airy lamp which he had bought and nourished. It's getting him. And nourished and it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his own food, that's the man's food, and drank from his own cup and laid in his bosom and it was like a daughter to him. A traveler came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own head to prepare one of the wayfaring man who had come to him but he took the poor man's lamp and prepared it for the man who had come to him 
So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. And he shall return fourfold for the lamp, because he did his he did this thing because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. Praise the Lord. The statement there is something. You are the man. I pray that children of God will learn when we hear God. We will hear him for ourselves. Praise the Lord. Thus says the Lord God of Israel. Anointed you king over Israel. And delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your um, into your keeping and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had not been too, if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to? Do evil in his sight. You have killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword, and you have killed him. Who you 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 have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house. Because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversity against you, and from your own house I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbors, and give them to your neighbor. And he shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun. For you did this, for you did it secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want us to take note of few things. You are a man. I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also had put away your sin, and you shall not die. Praise the Lord. I want us to note this particular portion. Reaction reaction to the word of God and what it does we will end it in the 15 so David said so David said to Nathan 
I have sinned. It's okay, let's go to the next one. However, because of this deed, you have given a great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the child also who is born to you shall surely die. The last one. Nathan departed to his house and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David and he became ill. Amen. Dear brethren, I want us to take some time off and to look at when God sends a word to a man. His reaction determines the next step that God would take. Last week, personally, as we had these men of God speak to us, generally, I personally also received clearly some of the things that I felt I knew God was talking to me about. But I want us to notice that when God sends his word to a man, he has a reason. Praise the Lord. The reason is for the man to move to do something according to what he had received. The reason is for the man to either repent and to change his style. The reason is to be empowered and encouraged by the word of the Lord to do something that God has been waiting for it to be done. But when nothing is done about that, the truth is, it will never go free. By all means, God will do something next. And so what God does is that, before he takes any action, he sends his word, praise the Lord. So that people will be on their guard. You know the story of Nineveh. It was very clear. They have sinned. And um, Jonah was supposed to go and talk to them. You look at the whole thing. You see, because he's a just God. He does not just come in. He takes his time. To, no matter. God is never in a rush to condemn. Praise the Lord. What he does is that he gives his word. And expects that people will react. Now from what we have read. You see that. God's intention. Was to kill David. For the act that he has done. Hallelujah. God's intention. Was to destroy David. And that's one of the things we have to learn. I, I look at somebody like David. I look at somebody like Moses. I look at all the men of God who walked with God and were special that we all know they were special but I noticed that when it came to 
they doing something that was not correct. God was always ready to react. Except the people did something about it. Hallelujah. And so my concern tonight is, can we please reflect on whatever we heard from God individually? Rebuke, correction, exhortation, encouragement, direction. And then come back to ourselves and speak and say, God spoke to me. And I must do something about it. Because if the words of Samuel never fell to the ground, may I announce to us, the word of God will never fall to the ground. What does it mean when the Bible says his words never fell to the ground? It simply meant that whatever that word was supposed to do, it will surely do it. So when God sends his word to a church, to a group, if you watch carefully, even in the, the revelation of John, in the book of Revelation, when God sent his word to the churches when they didn't know their state of affairs, and God came and was really showing them the true uh, uh, reflection of their lives. I mean, if you study carefully, you would even notice that some of the churches were completely, they had no idea at all. And yet, when God spoke to those churches, one of the first things that almost all the churches he spoke to was, repent. Do something about what I have told you to do. Hallelujah. And so last week, here we are, we had God. I'm not one of those who talks things to anybody. I don't do it. Because I think it's violating of scripture. There were things that were said in this church. And I was afraid. Because I felt God was being too clear to us. And tonight... I want to remind us that it is God we are dealing with. Therefore, may I say, if God ever speaks to you, please don't take it for granted. Amen. Now we see for David, as soon as, you see, most of the time when a matter doesn't concern a man, his reaction is different. Did you see that when the prophet spoke to David about by using the parable to say that this is, there was a man in the city. Of course I could immediately see that David knew that he was in a position to take action and to judge. So when the prophet came, he wanted to assure the prophet to say, oh relax, if it is this in my city, you can be sure that it is already done. David never knew that it concerned him. So when the prophet had narrated the matter to David, the Bible says, So David's anger 
David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who had done this shall surely die. Huh. I'm thinking about that. If he knew it was him, do you think he would say that? Okay. This man will surely die, assuring the prophet that I'm a just king. And I will see to it that justice is done. And when he said that, he now said, he shall restore fourfold for the lamp. Four times he will pay. Because he did, because he did this thing, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. May you continuously pray for your life. Please. Don't pay attention to somebody's. Just pay attention to your life. He could see the, the value of what has been done. And I noticed that in this life, if it concerns people, if it concerns others, honestly, it is always very easy to condemn. May the Lord help us. Now when the man of God had been assured of the step that David wanted to and would take. Let me put it that way. When David had been brought into understanding of the value or the quantum of what had taken place and then the man shot his arrow when he said to David, you are the man. For a minute, I was like, David should say, I deserve to die. For a minute, because of the quick reaction. We won't spend much time on that tonight. So may I say to you, brother, when God sends a word to you, don't take it for granted. You know, one of the things, if I can tell you, sometimes when you are hearing some prophetic words, the best way to react is as you are even sitting in church. May your heart start speaking. Lord, this one I know it is me. I repent. I am sorry. I beg you to help me not to repeat this. I beg you to teach me. This is how we ought to react. The Bible said, when he said, you are the man that says the Lord God of Israel... I anointed you over, I anointed the king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. 
I gave you your master's house, your master's wives into your keeping, and I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had not, if that had been little, I would have also given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in whose sight? The sight of God. May I tell you that this life that we live, we don't live for you. We live it for Christ. So when he sends his word, despise not the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says, you have killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife. You have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house. Because you have despised me. He has despised who? Me. We must always bear it in mind that any action we take, it is not only for us. But for God. I will not spend much time at this point. But I like. After the man of God has spoken. The reaction. So David said. So David said. Child of God in this church. Learn the secret in Jesus name. How you can always react very fast. When you hear the voice of God. And I gave you a tip. Whenever you are in church. And something is being said. Don't be like Saul. Who is very quick. We will come to that quickly. When God sends his word to a man. It is important for the man to catch the revelation of the word of God and react. In other words, do something about what he has heard. The Bible says that David said, I, I, and I tell you brethren, one of the things that is very difficult for many people because it happened in the days of Adam is to admit that I haven't done right. May God open our eyes. So that we will learn the secret of, I have done wrong, I have done wrong, I admit it. Because it's a salvation. Are you listening tonight? Some of these things that God brings our way, may I tell you. I feel, because I know that God, without a shadow of a doubt in my heart. God is speaking to us. He said, I have sinned against who? The Lord. And Nathan said, look at the quick reaction of God. God speaks to a man and a man reacts quickly. And then God comes back to save that situation. So the Bible says that, 
And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. When I look at the man David, how he was so... We heard it last week. The Bible says that David was a man after God's heart. And the, the, the man of God, when he spoke, he said something that really, really was a revelation, you know. He said he was a man that was always looking for what was in the heart of God to do. And it was such a blessing to me. You know, sometimes you can, a man after my own heart, as if it's the concern of, the concern is on that man. No, 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 no. This one, the concern is that he is a man that sought God and he was always ready to do what is in the heart of God. And if you remember, that's when he said that, have you been interested to know what is in the heart of God? It was one of the things that really registered very strong to me. And I felt God was talking to me. You must always be interested in what is in the heart of God to do. Hallelujah. Anyway. David reacts so beautifully. I mean within a space of minutes. Seconds and minutes. The Bible said, the man of God said, God has also put away your sins. You shall not die. It appears to me as if David was between life and death. But what made the difference was his quick reaction. So when God sends a word to a man, I'm begging you, brother. I'm begging you, sister. Be very conscious to do something about what God has said. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Postponing Or forgetting about what God says to you. If you postpone it. If you behave as if, let me push it aside. It might not help you. Because you never know what is behind what he will be coming across with. So when God sends a word to a man, you remember in the New Testament he says, when you hear his voice, harden not your heart as the day of provocation. God always wants his children to react very fast, but we are living in days and time that it has become so very clear That sons and daughters are living in the realm of reality. Living in the realm of... ah, How do I put it? That we brush off. Hey! The word of God has not changed. May we learn these secrets. And walk with God in a manner that we will sharpen 
our ability to hear and to quickly do something. If I can say this to you, learn to react even when you are hearing some sermons and the word will pick up something that you can see and hear directly that this concerns me. In your seat, thanks be to God that when the heart even speaks, he hears. Praise the Lord. And do something about it. In our day, may I say, none of us have the excuse, especially in the days of the Holy Ghost, when it is so very easy to have the indications in your heart. May we not neglect the voice of God. When the man said so, and he said, your sins have been put away, you shall not die. I was afraid. A man after God's own heart, to be told, you shall not die. Hey, we should not neglect What David did is a sign that we must learn to be quick to hear and to react. Hallelujah. I studied carefully about Saul. And I observed that the downfall of Saul came so fast because he never reacted to God quickly when he heard the voice of God. He always had one thing or the other in place as a stumbling block. May we never follow the saying of Adam, the born again, those of us who have God as our inheritance, to give excuses. Praise the Lord. Let's quickly go to First Samuel chapter 15. When a man hears or when God sends his word to a man. Let's say 15 thereabout. Okay, let's start from, I will read 1 to 3 and then we'll go to about 15. The Bible says Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you, to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore, heed the voice, oh sorry, yes, heed the voice of the words of God, of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel. How he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. And do not spare them, but kill both men, women, infants, nascent, child, or ox, or sheep, and camel, and donkey. So gathers the people and he takes off. Praise the Lord. Now let's go to 15. Verse 15. 
Bible said, when he had done this and had not done it completely, you know, are you listening to me? I have learned this and may I pass it on to you. And we must probably pray about it. Partial obedience is not acceptable to God. Mm, Did you hear me? Partial obedience, obeying God, not fully, is not acceptable to God. So when a man hears, or when God sends his word to a man, May the man learn to be diligent to follow through. Amen. Verse 15, the Bible says, And Saul said, You know, when Samuel had finally come and God has spoken to him that, Listen, the guy didn't get the thing done completely as I wanted and all of that. When he was confronted... I want you to see the two characters. When he was confronted, the Bible said, Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to Saul, Be quiet. Oh, it was a matter to me when the man of God spoke and said, Be quiet. I don't know how many times God may have said to some of us, Be quiet. You're giving too many excuses. The reason why the man of God spoke like that was that, Be quiet. That's not what we need. Did you notice that when this man was supposed to react quickly by saying, I have sinned like David, he was giving excuses. When God sends his word to you, may you not give excuses. May I not give excuses. Praise the Lord. When God sends a matter to you, sit down, dear brother and dear sister, and consider it carefully. And I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak on. And the man said, when you were little, in your own eye. Now, in your own eyes, were you not the head of the tribe of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? How the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord. Why did you soup down on the spoiled and, and evil in the sight of the Lord? Amen. 
You see the reaction of this man. May I say, may we not be like that in the name of Jesus. When God sends his word to a man, may the man learn to be quick to react. May the man learn not to give excuses. May the man learn to allow God to do with him. I don't think that you have considered carefully that bit that said, I have put your sins away so you will, ne- you will not die. I've read that chapter four. Book of Samuel is one of my books. I love it very much because any time I take a deliberate study on that, something new comes up. I don't know how many times I've read it, but it's, it's cuts from childhood to adulthood, ministry, family life. Everything. It's, it's a wonderful book. And I learn a lot always from this place. The things that God was speaking to David were also very similar to what he said to Saul. But the difference with the two of them is that David was very fast in reacting to the word of God. May we pray tonight that God would help us to be quick to hear and to react. Hallelujah. I have said it a lot of times. We can be in church. And I learned it that the Lord said, I have a reason to talk to you. Not to us. I have a reason to talk to you. So now I change my style. And I look at it that I'm in church with my brethren. That it is me who must hear for me. Praise the Lord. David reacted in such a manner that his life was spared. When God sends his word, May you hear and react. Hallelujah. (coughs) Excuse me. When God sends his word, may I hear and react accordingly. In the New Testament again, the Lord said something. 
Words that were spoken by angels. Even those words didn't fall to the ground. How much more? In Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 1. Therefore we must give. This is how our posture should be. We must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. Lest they drift away. Things we heard last week. Things we have been hearing. May they not drift away. May we pray that about a few months ago the Lord said to me one of the things you should ask for is that I may expand your capacity. It was a blessing to me. The storehouse of my heart must be expanded to accumulate more so that when it's inside the Holy Ghost can always pick something from the storehouse as when he needs it for my life. Therefore, give more earnest heed to the things. May we, may we trust God that we'll be expanded and get more into our system. Therefore, we must give more and less heed to the things we have heard, lest they drift away. Ah! If attention is not paid to what you hear and to react to it, it can be drifted away. I've said this scripture over and over again. When a man hears the word and he does not understand it, Satan steals it. Oh, it was a blessing to me. When God showed me how the word of God slips from people. I pray that, brethren, God is going to somewhere with us. May certain things not slip from us. The verse number two said, For if the word spoken, through angels prove steadfast and every transgression and disobedient receive a just reward how much no sorry how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard it. Amen. Therefore we need to give more earnest heed. In other words we need to pay more attention. To the things that God. Is bringing our way. We must pay attention more and more. To whatever God speaks to a man. Whatever he sends someone to bring. May we never, once we hear it, the Holy Ghost will be our help. To say, this one concerns you. 
then you pray about it and let it become so established. It is the only way to prosperity. You want to prosper? Give attention to what you hear and react to what you hear. Hallelujah. Tonight, I sense from Sunday, I could hear God say, tell them this. Tell us this. If I send my word to a man, he ought to pay attention to what I have said to him and react to what I tell him. Never let it slip. Never take it for granted. Because he means what he says. And what he says, he means it. If you study Bible carefully, if you have a default time and you study and you take characters and take reactions you will see that God has always been very committed to anything that he says. May we understand this. Praise the Lord. If angels spoke and disobedience, reactions, invited trouble, God is saying, how much more? We those who are born again and born by the Spirit and have the Holy Ghost and God is our inheritance. Ah. He does not take it for granted. And I see people reacted very quick, very quick. All the people in the Old Testament in the New Testament. Somebody like Apostle Paul, what made him so great is when he, in his ignorance, he was persecuting the church and God brought him down in the book of Acts chapter 9 and when the man was down, and then the Lord said, who, why, why, why are you persecuting? He said, who are you Lord? As soon as he heard, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, the man changed. And quickly he said, what would you have me to do? It was a blessing. And in fact, when he said to the Lord, what would you have me to do? God didn't say, get up and do this and that. The Lord said, it shall be told to you what to do. And the man was waiting. And so when Ananias finally got there and he gave him what he needed to hear concerning God, his reaction was so sharp. So in Acts chapter, I think, 26, 19, thereabout, he said something to Ken Agrippa. Therefore, Ken Agrippa, I have not, I, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Praise the Lord. When God spoke to me, may I let him be known to you, Ken Agrippa? I never took him for granted. I reacted quickly. He 
he reacted. In fact, if you study carefully, as soon as he got to know that it was Jesus, ah, even Damascus, he started preaching. Immediately he said, guys, he is real. This man, he is real. I have, he has jammed me and Jesus, he is Lord. And the people even have suspicious character. Because, hey, this guy, let's, he had him as a suspicious character. This guy, let's watch him more because the way he was persecuting us and for him to be, we are not too sure. It didn't deter him. He reacted, stayed on course, and just got it through. I pray tonight that, brethren, we will learn this quick reaction. To when God sends his word to us. Quick repentance. When God is pointing something to us. Quick action to be taken. When God is saying something. Change direction. Change direction completely. Change direction and say. Ah, this is what God is saying to me. Change direction and let it be so evident in your life that you have changed direction. It will help. Praise the Lord. I'm concerned. For me and for you. Never take it so light as as if God is not speaking to you. Never do it. He speaks. May we hear him in such a manner that it will be so clear that whatever God would have us to do, we are doing it and we are doing it with such a plain heart. I just want to give you in the last moment something small and then we pray. First Kings chapter 21. Verse 25. 1 Kings 21, 25. But there was no one like Ahab. There was no one like him. In terms of what he could do. Who sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Because Jezebel, his wife, stirred him up. Hmm. He himself was wicked. And he had the fuel also from his wife. So double agony. And he behaved very abominably in following idols. Not many people can follow idols, but this one... He did it with full cause. According to all that the Amorites had done. Whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. So it was. When Ahab heard those words. We haven't read that. But God has sent a prophet to talk to him. Concerning what was going to happen. Elijah to talk to him. The Bible says. So it was Ahab. When had, uh, when had those words. That he tore 
reaction again. Praise the Lord. He tore his clothes and put on sackcloth on his body and fasted and laid sackcloth and laid in sackcloth and went about mourning. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, See how Ahab has humbled himself before me. May the spirit of humility grab our hearts. We are too proud, brothers and sisters. May we get this thing deep into our spirits that will let us react towards God quickly. The Bible says that, so Ahab, see how God himself saw, see how Ahab had humbled himself before me. Because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring the calamity in his days. Ooh. I change my mind. I will not do it. Hallelujah. In the days of his children, I will bring the calamity on his house. Did you see the qualification in the verse number 25? Would you please read this for me, please? One, two. There was no one like Ahab. You know, are you catching this? I have brought myself, Satan, for you to use me. That's what it means. Do you have anything for me to execute for you? For the Bible said, he sold himself. He was so open to the influences of Satan directly. To such an extent that there was no one like him. If Satan was looking for anybody to use, it was only a matter of Ahab will execute my work. But even with that man, when he heard the word sent to him by God through a prophet... The man said, no, no, is that what I've been doing to God? Father, I'm sorry. And God said, the punishment that I have desired, I will not let it happen in his days. Brother, sister, God likes a humble heart. If there is something you should, you are actually, you see, let me say this. When I say humble heart, it is not are you now going to ask for it. You have it. 
If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. It's because we are not connecting to who we are. So it's as if God has to bring it outside. By acknowledging the good thing in you, you will do better. Praise the Lord. The communication of your faith becomes effectual by acknowledging what Christ has made out of your life. Acknowledging that I'm a new person. The old things have gone. You know, one of the things that I'm exciting myself with, if I may tell you, whenever evil is coming to tempt you, all you need to do is that the Dennis who will react, he's dead. When you speak that to yourself, you become fantastic. There's a new Dennis here. He's a good man. Because he's created after the image of Christ. Hallelujah. Tonight, I don't know what you heard, but when God sends his word to a man, the reaction must be great. God blesses children of his who react to his word with speed and with a humble heart. The truth is, anybody here tonight, born again, you have that ability. Praise the Lord. You have it. And it is possible. It is only when we switch to the flesh, then we do the deeds of the flesh. So the Bible admonishes, it says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in it. And it will not be possible to react in the flesh. Shall we be upstanding? Just pray for a few minutes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. When God sends his word to a man, thank you, Jesus. Would you please, dear ones, communicate with God on the basis of what you heard him say to you tonight. In this short moment of time that we have. I am only asking. Just, just let it be a dialogue with whatever you heard concerning your life. Feel free to say. Even if. It rebuked and chastised you. It's okay because you, he loves, I mean, those who, who, who love him, they react to him whenever he corrects them. And he loves those that he loves to chastise because they are his own. Can I just beg you, just react to whatever you heard from the Holy Spirit. And please don't be as if you did not hear anything. It will not be a good thing. When God sends a word to a man. Because you are a child of God. Definitely. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. 
Thank you for the attention to my life. Thank you for the details, O oh God. Thank you that you are so deliberate, O oh God, to me. And thank you forevermore, Lord, concerning this matter, Lord. Mm. I pray to you that I will be strengthened with might in the inner man. I pray to you, Lord. Last week you were so deliberate, Lord. You were so deliberate. You were so deliberate to my life, Lord. You were so deliberate, Lord. And I pray that you would establish me in your truth. Your word will never fall to the ground, Lord, because it is your word. If the words of angels ah, could have quick reaction towards men, how much more you, Lord, I will not neglect this great salvation. Father, I pray tonight, Bandolobo Shekata Kastagaduri Makoboroko Shanta Kastayandaria, Imanda Basuere Helen Balakashakaturi Makoro Shekataya. Ah, that I will not take your word for granted. I love you, Father. Thank you, thank you. You are such a good God. I pray, Lord, for my life. Thank you, Jesus. Would you please pray? Don't let your mind wander. Don't judge the word of God. Please talk to God. Let your, your heart react. We have just about two more minutes. Please, Kanta Stagaturi Babaya. Moseke teke bereke bunda la kabroshe katali mamantolo se kataya alo. Kimarasha kaburo se keleriba bunda la katukuri habaya. Don't be tired in praying. I tell you, it's a good thing to pray. Suri makondolo boboro ko shakatari hababanduru kuseketeri habaya. Father, whenever you send your word, O God, that I may hear you and understand you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Zuri mahoro koshoko tori ba bundelele bereke sheke taki zandere bitabu sikitaya malahala babai kabara kataka stakataya just about few more seconds more in prayer 
Mile moro shakaduri masokondoro momoro koshokotori babaya. Tell the Lord you want to stand. Therefore he should strengthen you with might in the inner man. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for tonight. Thank you for the particular attention that you are paying to our lives. I pray. Let not your word fall to the wrong places. Let your word fall to my heart and to the hearts of your children in the name of Jesus. So that Lord will be able to react accordingly. Thank you for tonight. You reminded us of some of the things you spoke to us as a church and as individuals last week. And you are making it clear to us that we need to react to it. Glorify yourself, O God. And make your name great in our lives. Through the word of God. The eternal word of God. In the precious name of Jesus we have prayed. Amen.